Hello and welcome to the Wedding Dish Podcast. Grab your fork and knife and take a seat at our table as we dish on all things weddings. You'll hear stories and tips from real couples and wedding pros about love, life, and entrepreneurship. I am Sarah Alipin, your hostess with the mostest on the Wedding Dish podcast and the CEO of Photos from the Hardy and District Bliss. And today I am very excited to be joined by one of my friends here on the Wedding Dish podcast. Today we are talking with a best-selling author, speaker, and certified life and business coach experienced in managing corporate and individual loss. She guides businesses and individuals through major transitions. She is the human behind Sheltering Tree. Marianne Udell, thank you so much for joining us on The Wedding Dish today. Thank you, Sarah. I'm so glad you invited me to come because when people are planning weddings, they don't want to talk about grief. (laughs) It's true. You want to focus on all the happy things and brush all of the grief things under the rug, and then they just keep getting bumpy and coming back up. Yeah, yeah. And that is one of the challenges. And I I can remember planning my own wedding, and it's just a time of, you're not really, it's an out-of-body experience at times where you're not really there. (laughs) You're just on autopilot. Okay, what's the list? Where's my list? What's the check thing? (laughs) And you have a binder of stuff that you're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm supposed to be happy. I'm supposed to be this. I'm supposed to be that. And those things can really overtake you and become stressful. Like that for me, all of the supposed to feel these different things really like brought up some like rebel in me. And I'd be like, well, I don't want to do this. And it would be something Mm -hmm. that I'd really look forward to. Um, Lots of emotions with weddings. Yeah. And I think that weddings have gotten even more and more elaborate as the years have gone. I know that uh, mine was very small and um, it was very intimate. But now if you don't have the bridesmaids do a a beauty day and have the hairdresser and, um, and the makeup artist and do a super duper girls night or day or, or, and the weekend. Yeah. And if you, if it's not a a destination wedding and it's just gotten so big. And, um, I think that there's, um, Knowing why you're doing what it is you're doing, I think, is one of the most important points. And there's such a, what you just said about what I should do or how I should feel and what's expected. And, oh, I have to do this for my mother or the extended family. And um, there's a lot of obligation that can come up with yes. uh, wedding planning. I could not agree more. <laughs> well, if you haven't gathered, today we're actually talking about navigating grief through the wedding planning process. Um, and I think that that is really important to discuss. It's such an important point and it is something, again, under-discussed in this process um, and something that's kind of hard to tackle. So that's why we have Marianne here. That's Marianne 
<laughs> you are the expert in helping us navigate grief. Um, so are you ready to dish with me? I am certainly ready to dish with you. I can't think of a person I'd rather dish with. Yes, I love it. Um, okay, so grief manifests in different ways during the wedding planning process. What are some of the ways that you see it manifest for couples and family members? Well, um, there's that's kind of a two-part deal. One, the first place it might come up is when there are members of the family or the extended family that are that have already passed. It could be a parent, it could be a grandparent, it could be a sibling or uh, somebody who was very close. So I think that there's a tendency to try and gloss over the feelings or pretend, I don't feel, I, I can do this, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, but really the most important thing is to acknowledge the feelings that come up. Everybody knows that someone died. And if you don't address it in the planning of your, your wedding, it's just going to stick out like a sore thumb. So find a way to incorporate the missing person into the ceremony. I've seen uh, couples present flowers to the altar or say a special prayer or do a special song or um, say something to everyone at the wedding there's no rules about it, but do what feels right for you. You know, um, when my sister got married, uh, my dad had already passed, and she got both of my brothers to walk her down the aisle and said something at the ceremony in that way. So I think that that is one thing. The other part is that if there's been something in your life that has happened, that is bringing up grief. It might not be related to someone dying. It could be, maybe you were divorced. Maybe you, your ex is still in your life. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you've lost your job or one of you is sick or somebody in the family is ill. So the best thing to do is to acknowledge the feelings you have around that and speak to whoever it is that is affected by it and say, you know, figure out how you want things to be. Don't get shoulded into anything. Well, you really should invite aunt so-and-so. She's, she's all by herself and, or, and she's a distant aunt from from long ago, twice removed, that hasn't been out of her house in 25 years. I, I'm making that up. But whatever it is, just address the situation. Don't ignore it. And feel yeah. whatever feelings there are. You know, talk about it. Give yourself time to talk about it with your, your betrothed. <laughs> oh, I love your laugh. Thank you. What are some of the best ways to move through grief during the wedding planning process? I mean, you mentioned acknowledge it and talk to the people around you, but internally there are um, – it can bring up some turmoil. The, the first thing – well, when I work with my clients, I take them through four steps. It's a simple four-step process. 
And the first thing is allowing whatever feelings you have, because the only way you can get through it is to get them out of your system. They don't disappear because you don't express them. They just build up. Um, and you could explode at some point. You know, you have to give yourself the time to really feel all of the stuff that's coming up. I mean, you're, you're also, it's not just um, grief dealing with possibly the loss of a, a person, but it's the loss of your single life. It, you're going into a new chapter of who you are as a person. You're going to be spending the rest of your life with one person. And that can, oh my gosh, you know, there's that whole feeling of, this is real. I don't know if I can handle it. That's where a lot of those feelings come into. So it's acknowledging the reality of the situation. Whatever it is that's going on, don't ignore it. Don't talk about what you should be doing, or I used to be able to do this, or anything like that. It's, it's okay, what can I do? What do I want to do? And then plan it out. Don't leave things to chance. Don't hope that it, that that so and so doesn't make a scene. If you know that that's possible, come up with a plan on how to deal with it. Have someone assigned to that person that if they get out of line, they'll escort them from the wedding. Or um, be proactive. <laughs> I guess is is the biggest thing. Um, and give yourself time. Don't be so rushed going from one thing to the next that you don't enjoy the process because the planning should be an enjoyable time as well. I agree with everything you just said. And I was hoping you were going to touch on kind of there is a grieving process that you go through well, many people go through for your single life. You know, mm -hmm. if you identify, if you are changing your name um, or anything mm -hmm. like that, even even if you're not, you're still changing your identity, and um, and the way you identify. And I think that that is one of the hardest things when you go through change is accepting a new identity to say, okay, now I am, you know a wife or a husband mm -hmm. or a partner forever mm -hmm. um, or a spouse. And those things, like there are feelings that come up around that and that's okay. It doesn't mean you don't love that person. It just right. means that you have feelings and they are justified and everyone goes through them and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and prob I think because nobody talks about it. You know, you get, you just hear the stories about the runaway brides or the cold feet at the last minute left at the altar, but it's because people didn't talk about it ahead of time. You know, that, you know, I don't think I can do this. I'm really having my doubts or I'm scared or this is coming up and I want to be sure, you know, not saying that every discussion is going to lead to a breakup, <laughs> but no. just get it out on the table. Yeah. I mean, I went through that. And when I said to, um, cause I had, 
I had an injury that was significant and was Mm -hmm. going to be lifelong right before we got engaged, um, Mm -hmm. probably six months before. And so I was dealing with that identity and then dealing with the wedding planning process with having this traumatic injury. And I remember saying to my best friend, um, I was like, I don't want to get married like this meaning like having an injury and like feeling all the things that I was feeling. And I was upset that I was not able to fully focus on what I was supposed to be, air quotes, focusing on with the wedding planning process. And she was horrified. She took that as I didn't want to get married and all the things and freaked out on me And I was like, well, I guess I can't talk about this to anyone. And then that feels Mm. awful. So um, that's Mm. one of the reasons I wanted to normalize having these conversations because you – everyone goes through this and we don't talk about it. So then it feels like you're the only one going through it, but you're not. Right. And um, we don't talk about grief at all. But in in the wedding planning process – everybody's emotions are heightened. So it's even more important to address all of the stuff that's coming up. You know, whatever those feelings are, not just the grief, but everything that's coming up. Because if you don't address them, that's when you get the explosions. That's when you get bridezilla coming out or the, the, you know, the poor wedding planner is, is trying to navigate all of this and it's just it's not necessary it's supposed to be a joyful day yes i agree and if you talk about it in advance then it makes it much more joyful so that you're not going through it day of when everything is so heightened <laughs> yes, yes well said marianne mm-hmm. so i know that this is a bit personal mm-hmm. um But would you mind sharing why you are so passionate about helping people through the grieving process? Thanks for asking. And thank you for uh, starting with the personal. (laughs) Um, My current marriage is my second marriage. I got married a year out of college to my college sweetheart. And a year and a half into our marriage, he was killed in an automobile accident. I was 24. So being a widow at that age meant I had to rediscover my life. I had to figure out what to do. And there really wasn't any help. It was a long time ago. It was over 40 years now. And no internet, no social media. There weren't any support groups for young widows. They were all designed for my grandma. I really had no help. And when I started dating again, that was a nightmare. As soon as a a guy found out I was a widow, they went running the other way. But my current husband is the first person that wanted to know more about my first husband. He knew that that experience And the life that I had with him was part of who I am as a person. But even going through the planning process, I did not follow my own advice (laughs) and deal with all the feelings. 
I was really on autopilot. I began to doubt myself. I felt like I was betraying my first husband, even though he had died. I felt like I was cheating on him. I thought I would lose his family and never get to see them again. I just had emotions all over the place and a therapist did help me, but not quite enough. <laughs> I remember waiting in line at McDonald's to get some food. And there was a woman that tried to cut into line and I almost bit her head off. It was like, I just went, I lost it. And then the day of the wedding, seeing people from my first life, people who had come from, that I knew from college, my first husband's parents, my first in-laws came to the wedding. Seeing them as I walked down the aisle, I was holding back the tears. I was just, and I got up to my husband and he looked at me and said, breathe. And I just <laughs> started sobbing right there in front of everybody. And I think they all understood, but um, it's because all of those feelings were still right there. And hmm, it will be a memorable day for many. But um, had I taken the time to really address and know what I was experiencing, I could have dealt with it sooner. But I was young. And I really didn't know what to do. And I did the best I could. But at knowing that and having lived my entire life and it, seeing how people ignore grief because it's uncomfortable, but it's human. And it's what we all experience. It's how we're designed as human beings. So part of my mission is to get more comfortable talking about it so everybody feels okay, that you know that I know that you're going through a hard time. Do, what can I do to help you? Can I, do you want me to sit with you? you know, so do you want me to go to the store for you? <laughs> or what help do you need? Do you want to, you want to just go for a walk? <laughs> so I think that it's just um, getting more comfortable with uncomfortable feelings when they come up. Thank you for sharing that. I know that that's a very, I, I know that it isn't recent history, but it is very personal and, um, and very difficult. I, it, I, I, you are one of the strongest people that I know. <laughs> well, thank you. I, at the time, well, you know, I think that when you face challenges, you can allow yourself to stop or you can think, what, how do I want to live? And the work that I do honors my first husband. I think it's part of the reason he died was for me to have had the experience so that I know firsthand when I'm working with clients, I understand 
what those feelings are. I know what it's like to go through it myself. I know what a breakup feels like. I know what a death, a tragic death feels like. I know what being a caregiver is like. I know what it's like to have mental illness in the family. I, you know, that there's, there's just, um, you live long enough, <laughs> you have all enough <laughs> life experience, but it's, it's the, um, facing the challenges in your life a little bit differently than looking at it as a punishment. It's an opportunity. What do I need to learn? What is it? Why is this happening? And the more I thought about why he died, the, the, uh, that's the guidance that I got to start my business. I don't want anybody else to have to be all alone the way I was. You are an amazing human. Thank you. Um, knowing what you've gone through and also from your expertise um, as a grief coach, um, which I know is my term. But <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, I think it's a it's a easy way to encapsulate. I think the misunderstanding comes when people don't understand that grief is more than just death. Yes, that's very true. That's mm -hmm. very true. So combining all of these um, and knowing that you have lost a partner from your previous marriage, what advice do you have for people who may have either lost a partner from a previous marriage or relationship who are entering a new marriage? Well, first of all, talk with your new partner very clearly. Talk to who you want to keep in your life. You know, you know, determine like when when I was making the guest list for my second wedding, and I talked to my current husband about that. He said, of course, invite their parent, his parents. I would be honored to have them there. And they sat with my folks. So it was, and I, they s stayed in my life until they died. I'm still close to um, the two remaining siblings of his. So determine who you want to still have a relationship with and have a conversation with them before inviting. They might be uncomfortable coming if it's a divorce situation. And I know that there's a lot of parents who are divorced. You have to figure out with your partner ahead of time who does what and make sure you have individual conversations with the people that are affected. So if you have a birth father and a stepfather who are both still around. Who is more important? Or do you choose to have both of them walk you down the aisle? Or um, it's, it's figuring out how you want it to look and what's important. And then just being very clear, setting the boundaries. So, and being as kind and empathetic as possible when you have conversations. And if you need to write it out ahead of time, <laughs> do that. <laughs> um, 
or or write it out and hand it to them if it's difficult to actually say because if if i'm the mother of the, of the groom and there's something going on and i don't get to be at my own son's wedding i would be devastated um but if he spoke to me ahead of time it might be easier to deal with so i think it's just be clear and honest and set your boundaries i think that's great advice yeah um Thank you, Marianne. This has been so helpful, such an important conversation. Um, And thank you so much for joining me on The Wedding Dish today. Where can people find you online so that they can learn more about, you know, managing grief and navigating change? My website is yoursheltering.com. On Instagram, my handle is at yoursheltering.tree and on Facebook, sheltering.tree. Wonderful. Wonderful. Marianne, thank you so much for joining and sharing today. And while you are finding your sheltering tree on um, Instagram, you can follow at the Wedding Dish Podcast. And you can visit our website for show notes where we will, of course, link out to Marianne and Sheltering Tree, theweddingdishpodcast.com. And we'll have all kinds of show notes with tips and information that Marianne has shared with us so graciously. And um, don't forget to tune in next week. We have another amazing guest coming up. Give us a follow, rate, and review on your preferred podcasting platform. And Marianne, again, thank you so much for being here and having a difficult conversation that um, I think is really important and undervalued in the wedding industry. Thank you, Sarah. I'm so happy that you invited me to share this. Thank you so much. Everyone have a wonderful rest of the day. Cheers again. Thank you, Marianne. And until we meet again. Bye. Uh, Bye-bye.